Hi, everyone, and welcome to Artifact number 30. I am joined by Dan Schneider, and we will be discussing uh, the world's premier environmentalist, uh, Elon Musk, as he likes to fancy himself. Um, and, you know, we're just going to be talking about uh, his his antics, uh, the fact that he's established this uh, cult of personality, uh, how little he has, in fact, uh, accomplished um, and how very quickly, even among uh, the accomplishments that he has, he seems to be very much not only wearing out his welcome, but also just progressively, do, you know, making fewer and fewer uh, of those accomplishments, right? Uh, EVs, to the extent that they're going to do anything long-term for the planet, what it seems to me like, and this is how I would differentiate perhaps Elon Musk from uh, many other CEOs, maybe he did have some of these environmentalist uh, uh, pretensions, he was able to sort of popularize uh, from a niche industry to something that's kind of becoming larger and larger, uh, this concept of uh, electric vehicles. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does seem to me that Elon Musk, uh, at best, he sort of uh, moved uh, EVs uh, to the mainstream by about maybe four or five years. Uh, I get the feeling if you take him out of the equation, Elon Musk uh, probably, uh, or rather EVs, uh, won't really uh, be that different numerically like 10, 15, 20 years from now. It will only go at the pace of whatever the material constraints are to get EVs. So um, anyway, j just some interesting little uh, introductory notes uh, for for Elon uh, as we tackle him kind of like from beginning to end uh, to where he's sort of like ended up now. Um, Dan, do, do you have anything you want to say about Elon uh, by way of introduction? Uh, I mean, I saw a photo of him the other day. Uh, he was on some yacht with some other uh, rich billionaire. I forget what I saw it on my my cell phone. And, and boy, he's like 47, 48. Maybe is he 50 now? Um, and he he's pale as a ghost. I mean, I, I look like I'm from... Uh, you know, from, uh, you know, one of the African tribes compared to him. He, he's sunken chest and got a big pot belly. And, and someone was saying like, he, he must suffer from vitamin D, uh, uh, deficiency, yeah. because I mean, he, he look he has, he has olive oil. If you ever saw the old Popeye cartoons or the old Mickey Mouse, the mm -hmm. cartoons, the point, he has those kind of arms. They just look rubber. He has absolutely no definition, no muscle mass. And it's like, this, this, this guy is the living, the living embodiment of, of the idle rich. Right. Um, if you, if you see his, uh, how his face changed over time, it's definitely become, uh, more, more masculine over time, whether that's due to plastic surgery or, uh, uh, you know, uh, testosterone injections into his ass, right? Uh, who well, knows what Jeff it is. Jesus at least muscled up. And uh, I, the funny thing, a year ago, there was a famous tweet or something when Musk was calling out uh, Bill Gates for having mantis, but Bill Gates is like 22 years older than him or something. Yeah, and, and Musk is very fast on his way to looking uh, worse than Gates, right? But anyway, enough enough with the body shaming, Dan. Let's, 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 get, it, let's get into some of this. Uh, substance. Um, and I'm going to start to kind of like frame this conversation. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to use this Elon Musk tweet that I think is very telling on a number of levels. I'm going to do the screen share later, but anyway, uh, so this, uh, uh tweet, right. I, I wish that I, uh, 
am able to find it. It was something that he liked maybe months and months ago or maybe last year. I'm not going to dig through all of Elon Musk's uh, trash uh, to uh, dig it up. But basically, it was along the lines of uh, somebody tweeted out uh, something like, uh, the problem with wokeism is that it's an ideology or by wokeism, let's just call it like political correctness in general, which Elon Musk also hates. And they're saying the problem with that ideology is it's a means of trying to avoid personal responsibility while going on and on and on about this like idea of justice. And the reason why I find this funny is pretty much anybody in Elon Musk's category, right? Um, a billionaire, right? Especially someone that had so much uh, of his life uh, essentially handed to him. But pretty much, you know, any billionaire, uh, almost like by definition, what they're able to get away with in terms of not taking uh, personal responsibility, right, uh, is is almost infinite, right? The more wealth that you have, the more and more you're able to to get away from doing, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, whether it's Elon Musk uh, tweeting things out like, I'm going to take Tesla uh, at private at the price of 420 in reference to a uh, marijuana meme. Um, you know, like you would think like, well, uh, uh, if, if this was a letter to shareholders, uh, what would the punishment be? Right. So the SEC went after him, they find him something like uh, 20 million and they find the company 20 million and he wasn't allowed to be, uh, I think the chairman or whatever the punishment was. But the point is, uh, and this has been, this point has been made before, uh, if you're able to sort of pay your way out of a fine, pay your way out of any situation that you get yourself into, the fact is, it's not illegal, right? If you could pay your way out, it's not actually illegal for you to do so. It's only illegal for the people that can't pay out. They're going to have to go to prison. They're going to have to have, you know, uh, to them, like $20 million might be far steeper consequences, even if there's no jail time, right? So uh, the, the stakes are simply different, right? So, you know, he's someone that has, at this point, inserted himself into the whole kind of a cultural conversation in a way that is totally unnecessary because it's just left and right hypocrisy, right? His involvement in politics is overwhelmingly for the negative, right? We're going to go over some of his COVID disinformation early on. He was saying things back in like March 2020 that COVID was over. Trends are uh, uh, indicating that we're going to have zero new cases by April 2020. Uh, uh, and, you know, like 3 million deaths later, probably by 2024, 25 or whatever, right? Um, it's going to go down as one of those horrible, horrible predictions that are also just ba based on no, and that's the other thing. Like, we're also going to talk about this kind of like geeky obsession with data that comes at the expense of understanding data, putting that data into context. There's something off going on there. The, the worship of data, uh, stripped of any context, it's just like an American thing. Um, and it, Musk, although, Musk. although he's a although he's a foreigner, he's he's very American in the most substantive respect. So yeah, Musk seems to be sort of like if Donald Trump raped Ray Kurzweil and Kurzweil gave mm -hmm. birth to Musk because Musk is wrong about just about everything he says outside of, of his own business ventures. Uh, just like Kurzweil's ridiculously long record of failure prediction, uh, Musk is someone who liked Donald. Uh, Trump is a fraud. He started out rich. His father made all his wealth. And I'm not saying Hazaz his father. He probably made his wealth off the backs of a lot of blacks. And I know he supposedly was more enlightened than that. But that's like saying he was a good Nazi. Um, he, uh, he, uh, Trump, just like Trump, Musk takes credit for things he didn't do. Uh, uh, Musk even... You know, 
tries to portray himself as a scientist and there are some hilarious videos where he's talking about simulation hypothesis we got to talk about that before the yeah, end yeah we're going to we're going to play that video yeah we're going to talk but about the, it. the guy the guy thinks he's the guy like i said he's the bastard spawn of ray kurzweil and donald trump but he thinks he's sort of like a cross between socrates and superman yeah um and, and it's kind of funny like when when you view elon musk's like current you know, fixation. I'm not sure how, how much he cares about acquiring Twitter now, but, you know, his ostensible reason is I care so much about free speech. I'm a free speech warrior, but he's someone that quite literally has tried to change like, you know, reality and the understanding that human beings have of like baseline reality uh, through money, right? He's tried he's to a use free it. speech advocate unless you yeah. work for him and you want to be in a union. Yeah. So like, you know, he, he makes people sign NDAs. There, there used to be all these NDAs that he had to sign if you were to purchase his cars, right? We're going to get into that in a little bit, right? Where uh, when they would have different kinds of problems, instead of uh, doing the, the normal thing, which is, okay, you have to uh, report it to, I forget the, you know, the, the automotive bo body that does these regulations in America, but you had to do this repair. You had to uh, report it to them and sort of go through official channels. He would force you to sign an NDA so that he would have this like in-house repair so that he wouldn't have to uh, talk about either lemon cars or, you know, other problems uh, uh, like rates uh, of breakdown or whatever. Um, so, you know, th there's those examples. But there's also the fact that, like, so uh, for instance, he he was not the founder of um uh, uh he was not the founder of uh, Tesla, right? So Tesla is a company that he acquired, right? He was also not actually the the, the founder of a uh, PayPal, right? It was it was a merger, right? And uh, you know, various people were working on various things, but specifically but with he Tesla, just himself into being the founder. Yeah, no. exactly. So, 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 yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, he uses money, right? The fact that he has that pull, the fact that he has uh, wealth to now, whenever, you know, it's it's part of a discussion, whenever there's like legal documents being drawn up, he's now listed officially as uh, one of the founders of Tesla, right? So it's very weird, right? You, you on the one hand, are claiming that you're a free speech warrior, but you're you're trying to literally change baseline reality. And you're trying to bull your way into doing that by a means that should not have any sort of relationship with reality, which is money, right? Right. To the extent that SpaceX would continue to exist, right? It also occupies this very strange space where the only reason why SpaceX exists is, first of all, we have decades and decades of public investment, right? Public commons, NASA, stuff like that, that people had to pay billions and billions of dollars into just so that we could have the infrastructure for companies down the road like, like SpaceX to come around. And the only reason why these companies exist is because for whatever reason, society has decided collectively or perhaps we're bullied into this uh, against spending on, you know, things like space, right? Against spending on, on NASA. So um, just like private schools, oh, the self-made man does it all by himself. He builds the roads that bring goods mm -hmm. to his factory. He built the factory by himself. You know, uh, I'm sure at some point uh, before he dies, he's going to claim that he, he traveled through time and uh, he gave Alexander the Fleming. He said to Fleming, hey, that uh, that green fungus on your desk there, that that that's valuable. Don't don't wash mm -hmm. it away. You know, he uh, Musk is going to claim he came up with the cure or came up with penicillin. You know, I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. He's one of these people who lies so often. I yeah. mean, he, he, he's a bit slicker 
than Donald Trump in the sense that that he can get more intelligent people to believe his lies. So he's in that sense a better liar than Donald Trump, but he's a liar nonetheless. That he, he's unoriginal. He, that, I mean, and it, it just amazes me how how people fall for people like he's Trump 2.0. He's a kinder, gentler Trump. It, 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 that 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 that, that that kind of explains why Trump and Elon Musk might, might hate each other so much at this oh. point, right? They're you know, two they're, they're, yeah, they're they're literally like, uh, um, and not just two alphas, but they have identical set of strategies, right? Uh, identical kind of set of like, you know, we're going to move along simply by you know a bombastic personality as opposed to actually delivering, right? I mean, think about how little Donald Trump has done for Americans and he literally like in you know broad daylight like murders half a million of them and still there's you know like almost what was like 80 million people or whatever it was that wanted to vote for him right that did vote for him um well, Elon, did you hear the latest did you hear the latest I saw a thing uh, that uh, apparently the reason Trump they're saying took the documents was that if if they indicted him he was he was going to threaten to to expose uh secrets you know so that i mean the, the donald trump was literally possibly literally wanting to blackmail the american government to, to let him yeah. go yeah so and, and yeah like this is this is not something that i uh, would be beyond elon musk uh as well right i mean he's he's definitely done things at minimum that you could call like sort of like blackmail uh adjacent right to the extent like an, an nda is a kind of like blackmail right you you know you're, you're essentially like paid off right and and if you break it right we're gonna try to ruin your life but you know his so let's go to his like early history right which is kind of interesting so um he often talks about uh two things number one how much he hates his father who was the co-owner of a uh emerald mine uh in zaire which is now the congo and uh the second thing that he says is uh growing up him and his father were always like against apartheid right and some friends that i know that are perhaps more conservative that are like in you know financials and maybe see some positives uh in, in musk for whatever reason they would they would say things to me you know but alex look at his very complicated commentary on his father you know he tears up whenever he talks about them he says how much he hates him he says what an evil man he is and my my response to all that is always well to what extent is the evil that he sees in his father merely like a, a reflection of what he on some level must see in himself? Because look, you could virtue signal all you want about he was an anti-apartheid politician. But the fact is, like, if, if you're the co-owner of a of an emerald mine in Zaire, there's going to have to be something that is at minimum like slave labor-esque, right, when it comes to the people that are doing that mining. And they're going to be black people. Now, granted, Zaire is not, you know, rather the Congo is not um, is not South Africa, but you can't, on the one hand, hope to get credit for being anti-apartheid, and then, on the other hand, do something that is probably even worse than what was going on in South Africa, right, uh, in these emerald mines. So, and also, like, there's also interesting uh, parts, like the fact that his father seems to, like, have spent his life trying to impregnate as many people as possible. And he says, babies, 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 this is kind of like the world's future. 
We have to make as many kids as possible. This is what he explicitly says is like the what men ought to be doing. Oh, and, and Elon takes that to heart. Yeah, and we and we come to find out that Elon Musk has all these kids that nobody knows about. He has kids with literal employees, right? Um, that nobody knows about, right? And you just think like if this was like some sort of like, you know, fucking like like a black basketball player, all the conservatives would be like, oh my God, like absolutely no responsibility. How dare you, you know, sire 10 different kids by 10 different mothers. But he he not only gets his free pass, like he's literally able to be on um he, he's able to be on Twitter joking about it. And other people are, are jumping in on these jokes. If a black guy were to do this kind of shit, though, they'd be making fun of him, right? Um, so he's able to not, get away with a lot. Whether or not his father was a kinder, gentler King Leopold, uh, the fact is that that his father has also disowned and disavowed him. And uh, Elon Musk, one of his daughters, who's trans, has disavowed him. Yeah, we, we, we don't know the exact details about that. But, um, you know, she, she probably just sees like what he gets up to. He sees uh, the crowd that is interested in Elon Musk. And she's, she, you know, I'm guessing she she might say like, you know, I, I don't want anything to to do with this shit. This is this is not, you know, this is not uh, the life that I that I signed up for. Um yeah, so let's talk about like in the abstract this idea of like being self-made. So first of all, he's not self-made in the sense that you know he comes from a wealthy family, right? Obviously, he had tons of servants growing up, all of that. There, there's no one. There is no. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. That, that's what I want to get. The to. last like, self-made man was the head of that? the Rock Clan that that yeah, beat, yeah. beat the hell out of the clan across the yeah, river. Yeah. That's the last self-made man. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood this like uh, fixation, uh, just like philosophically. Like, what does it mean to be self-made? Like the causal chain. Like e even if, like, no matter where you are, but especially let's say like you're in America. Even if you grow up in poverty in America. Right. And you you end up becoming a billionaire that is still not self-made because the causal chain, where does it begin? Well, with you specifically, you grew up where in America, which means you did not grow up where you did not grow up in Somalia. You did not grow up as an emerald miner in Zaire. Right. You did not grow up in a little village in India. So that in and of itself, you have advantages to start with. If you're living in America, you have a police force that maybe. By the mere existence of a police force, since you don't have a state of anarchy, it means you didn't get murdered, right? Maybe you're able to have two parents as opposed to one, or maybe you're able to have one parent, which is better than having zero parents, right? So just philosophically speaking, this idea of being self-made, it literally cannot happen anywhere. But even, even the thing, the self-made moniker is always financial. I could say for myself, I would be wrong. But I could say I'm I'm a great writer. I'm the greatest poet. I'm self-made in those areas or whatnot. Now, <clears throat> that 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 would be wrong because while well, I've read Whitman, I've read you know named the mm -hmm. top two hundred poets who ever published beforehand. I probably read them all and and probably read if not everything they ever wrote poetically. You know, I I have I have seen I have been. When Cosmoetica was at its peak, you know, I still get, you know, a couple of dozen email submissions of poems a day. I, I, would, I was getting thousands, tens of thousands of poems a year. You know, I could, I could say, oh, well, I've read more poetry than anyone else. But each of them, even bad poems here or there, little bits might have stuck in my mind, a, a word choice here, a word choice there. No, that, even artistically. You you know, but they don't use a term like self-made man. Man, how many people have been have ragged on me because I said, "Oh, I'm a great poet or a great writer," but yet Elon Musk can can say he's a self-made man, which is 
de facto saying I I am great in this aspect, even though it's it's wrong. But because it's about money here in America, especially, we don't mind that. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about like the role of of government in all these companies, right? To just kind of go from self made to kind of like the reality. So, I mean, I, I mentioned NASA a bit earlier, right? Like we've had billions uh, of dollars and decades and decades worth of investment that literally could not have come from any other source, right? The entire point of having some of these public investments is uh, these are enterprises that in the short term, or perhaps even medium term, don't have an actual like financial payoff, right? If you're gonna, if you decide that, you know, I'm gonna go uh, in space, right? And I'm gonna land a man on the moon for the first time ever. That's not really gonna give you a ton of like, financial returns right maybe it's going to give you cultural capital maybe it's going to make uh, uh you know america sort of the place that everybody wants to immigrate to and you start taking in all this talent blah 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 but generally speaking there is no clear financial benefit from doing something like nasa right we're still far away from doing things like um you know uh, uh interstellar uh mining Right. So uh, uh, you, you might sort of make contractors rich, but there's no actual sort of like net benefit for a long time. Right. We had to build those foundations up so that we could have something like a SpaceX. Right. We had to build up, you know, an, uh, just a, a, a vehicle industry up before we could have something like electric vehicles. Right. Mining capacity everywhere around the world. Right. Governments are the ones that are sort of calling the shots here. Right. So, um, just like in a beyond the abstract, just in these purely tangible terms, when you look at these companies, right? None of this is self-made. Everything is dependent upon the public commons. And the reason why Musk is such a toxic personality is the fact that he extracts so much from the public commons. He takes so much of public goods. And then he turns around, and he says, I need my taxes to be lower. I need this. I need that, right? It's it's extract as much as you can and then you know give as little back as possible. Well, who would who would really trust Musk uh, to go to Mars? From um, you mentioned interstellar mine. Well, first we'd have to learn how to mine uh, mm -hmm. the, the Oort cloud, uh, the 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 Kuiper belt, the asteroid belt, Mars, and the Moon, baby steps like that. But would anyone really want to go to Mars? I mean, Musk has said that he's going to put someone on Mars by 2030. I think this is another Ray Kurzweil type statement. But because even people in NASA say without any kind of infrastructure, a, a company like a single company, those people would basically be dead. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, and he'd be willing to make that gamble. He'd be willing to kill someone on the way to Mars. Right. Yeah, obviously. But he's not going. Yeah, he's not going. Um and it's it's one of those like it's so like if you think about it, it's so childlike, right? He he wants to do this like Mars exploration. You know, maybe part of it is because he does truly believe intellectually that the way to save the planet is you need like multiple planets. But there's also like a ton of like, you know, motivated reasoning, right? He he stands to benefit the most from any kind of like move uh, to Mars. But you know, more than anything, it's just so childlike right like you see this planet you see the problems in the planet and instead of actually seriously dealing with these issues right you're saying oh look we have another toy we have a shiny red planet oh after that we have another planet right it's like it's still that mentality of like sucking the commons dry and keep finding new planets where you could do the same thing again and again i remember 50 years ago there was a saturday morning cartoon called yogi's ark 
Yogi Bear used to fly around this flying ark with all the Hanna-Barbera characters and whatnot. In one episode, Yogi and Boo Boo and all the, the gang landed on this paradisical island uh, and they could have anything they wanted. But on the other half of the island, uh, Boo Boo, I think, found out that there were these giant machines just ripping up palm, uh, palm trees and, and stuff mm -hmm. and leaving a, a wasteland to feed the 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 nice side of the island. And I always think of that when I think of people like Musk and, and Trump and, and all of these people who 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 just dismiss global warming or, 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 or you know, let's nuke Mars and they make these statements. I mean, uh, they just have no sense of, of sustainability. Um, you know, the whole and the whole nuking Mars thing, people say, oh, and, and Musk has, has disavowed himself saying, oh, it was just a, a, an offhanded joke. But you can find, I think he first made that statement in 2012 or 2013. If you listen to that original statement, just like with sim the simulation hypothesis, some ass-kissing suck-ass was, was basically treating him as if he was the Buddha and asking him, you know, directly, how are we going to colonize Mars? Uh, you know, and he said it in all seriousness. Uh, and he said it several times in all seriousness. I think he and said now, it like this year as well. I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but he, he's sometimes he, now he's trying to play it off because it's like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, maybe it's not good to erase it. Now, putting aside the fact, let's say if there's only microbes or, or viruses up there, putting aside the, uh, the idea of, of nuking a whole planet and, and how, how many decades that would set colonization behind, um, it shows he has no real understanding of science, despite all of that stuff uh, that he claims. He really doesn't understand science. And it, it, I, I, you watch these videos, whether it's on simulation hypothesis or it's on uh, colonizing uh, the asteroids or Mars, whatever nonsense comes into his mind. And it, it's just foolishness. It's, it, it's, like, it's like, but the only reason people take it seriously is because of money. Because people, especially here in the U.S., have this idea that if you can make money, that's the hardest thing in the world somehow. Con men have been, have been making decent livings, you know, since biblical times or before. The, the idea that, that because I'm able to, you know, pull off some kind of maybe even technically legal pyramid scheme, this means that I have some philosophical depth or some scientific knowledge or whatever. Look, I, I make no claims, for example, to being uh uh know anything about uh, genetics other than what i read you know i i'm not going to say that uh, well if we're talking ai but you know i'm not going to say well we're going to reach ai by 2060 i don't know i i my guess is it's going to take longer than, than than people think because it's a lot more complex and and uh, computers are not human brains but i i could be wrong Someone like Musk doesn't have that kind of a filter to not say those things definitively. He thinks because he's rich, however he earned it, he knows things that other people don't know. And it's just bunkum. Yeah. And uh, another part of it, again, it just goes back to this idea of how much of this is just motivated reasoning uh, to, to the ends of like making more and more money. Like he, he's been claiming for a very long time that uh teslas are going to have autonomous driving right we're going to have autonomous autonomous drive like true autonomous driving and this actually caused like someone in his like ai team like i think like the head he was like like stop making these bullshit claims right uh and eventually like one of them resigned 
Um, uh, he, uh, but, but, you know, the reason why he's saying that is because he wants more people to buy cars, right? If, if people think these are the cars of the future, if there's some sort of like AI sort of component to it, right? So he, he's making those claims, like not only out of ignorance, but also like, you know, how much can I squeeze out of this? Not only that, but imagine this. Have you ever gotten a 404 error message on your computer? Yeah. So imagine that, uh, we have autonomous, uh, automatic or whatever you call uh, uh, AI cars. Well, suppose someone, so maybe maybe it's someone in the Taliban, what's communist China, or it's just, you know, uh, Nigerian scam artists say, you know, uh, let's fuck up Los Angeles here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to send to all certain types of... In, Imagine if you can just send a virus to, to one of these cars. And don't tell me that it can't happen. You yeah, send a bullshit, virus yeah. to, to one of these automatic self-driving cars. You could slaughter hundreds. You, you could, with a really good hacker, you could kill more people than were killed in 9-11 in one mm-hmm. day. I guarantee that. This yeah. is why I will never, just like I, if I was in Star Trek, I'd never get in a transporter because I'd be dead. I will never get in a, a self-driving car. Call me a, a, a Luddite, Luddite if you want, Will, but it, I'm not going in there. Eventually, it's going to be in a situation where like, okay, well, studies show that, you know, being in a plane is safer than than, than driving a car, right? And you, at a certain level, you wouldn't really be able to argue it, but it's going to take a long time for that to occur, right? There's not no in indica- my lifetime. Yeah, there, there, there's no indication that this is happening anytime soon, right? Maybe it's going to be sooner than we think. But it, uh, the, the point is, Elon Musk's own timetables here have been not just not just absolute bullshit, but uh, you know they they've probably been done simply for the sake of uh, selling cars. And this actually, you know, it's it's been it's been probably controversial because it seems like some people have essentially kind of like gotten themselves into like either near death situations or have like essentially killed themselves simply because they did sort of think like, well, there is like a, a very strong, at least self-driving component here. They're not, they don't follow all the rules, right? Because on the one hand, like, you know, you might get like a, a manual that says you have to do this, you have to do that. But um, essentially, uh, 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 if Musk is also at the same time up there spouting bullshit about how these are truly self-driving, you might think, you know what? You know, like th- that's just how people think, right? Maybe not one individual, but with enough people, right? We're talking about thousands, hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people. There's going to be people out there like that, right? Um, and and Musk is clearly not uh, uh, he he's not he's not thinking about all this. Um, and he, he never thinks of the outcome. People, this is one of the things you. I don't think you've ever worked in corporate America, have you? Uh, no, just city jobs. CEOs never think about these basic flaws. Like I said, it 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 would be. I mean, I, 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 when they talk about self-driving cars, my immediate reaction was, uh, we don't even have reliable uh, computers that can avoid, avoid, I mean, uh, fires, forget about even things that mutate or whatnot. Uh, setting up Zoom, setting up Zoom to fucking do this interview. Always yeah, a little, I mean, always a little problem. Yeah. There's, there's always these problems and. You know, here you're talking. The Zoom thing isn't going to kill you or me, but uh, uh, you know, but CEOs never think that way. They this is this is why they, it's money first, and this is one. And I don't want to get into whole the the flaws of capitalism, but they never think of the out the the logical outcomes because they usually have a bunch of sycophants, you know, cheering them on. This mm-hmm. person who quit, you know, told the Musk 
whatever and and quit you know that that's the one in a hundred employee that has a spine yeah. and he's brought yeah. he probably you know is on some shit list and probably isn't going to be able to work in that industry for 10 years well i mean if, if he's if he's a top guy in ai that's the thing they're so kind of okay. uh you know, like if it's faddish in, enough, like that's the thing. He's probably someone that also feels like, okay, well, first of all, um, you know, uh, I, I'm highly educated. My skills are in high demand. So I'm going to be able to go elsewhere. And B, there's enough people that hate Musk. Like, for example, there's also this kind of like uh, unsated rivalry between uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Musk. Right? I, I believe at some point when Musk was talking about, you know, the, the coming sort of like, uh, you know, super intelligence and how this might cause like an apocalyptic event. Uh, uh, Zuckerberg was like, you know what? Like he just he, he said like literally he just doesn't know what he's talking about when he talks about AI, and I wish he wouldn't ever talk about AI, right? Um, so you know, like you, you could always be absorbed, right? But there's also like people like you know they're maybe on the assembly line, maybe they're far more you know replaceable, and they're they're not gonna say shit, right? They they're subject to the NDAs. Uh, they're subject to, you know, whatever's happening, the market forces, right? Employment, whatever. So it's going to be much harder for them. And these are the people that you never hear from, right? Um, and, and they and, always and, make up the bulk of any any kind of workforce. And just so someone knows, NDA means non-disclosure agreement because you said that yeah. a dozen times. I don't know what oh, yeah. Um, like speaking of Musk's uh, lies, I, I, I found this like so kind of uh, this thing that he's saying here so egregious and the fact that he's saying it was such a straight face like so this is him talk this is uh elon musk talking about uh the ev market there's uh ev credits that um teslas are no longer uh getting right so this is what he says yeah i mean you'll certainly hear like oh tesla's tesla and tax credits i'm like okay well currently we don't have we, we're, the 7500 tax credit does not apply to tesla mm -hmm. But it does apply to our competitors. Mm -hmm. So anyone who has not made any any company that's accumulated production below two hundred thousand cars mm -hmm. has a seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, and Tesla does not because we've we've, we've long ago exceeded the two hundred thousand car maximum. So uh, we t Tesla is at a competitive disadvantage with respect to tax credits. That is yeah. quite significant when you're talking about like say a forty thousand dollar car and a seventy five hundred dollar tax credit. That's like a, almost a twenty percent difference. Mm -hmm. This remind me. This remind me of when uh, the internet started, and they had tax more uh, uh, state tax moratoriums for, uh, and you know a lot of brick and mortar businesses were come. Well, if he already got his two hundred thousand, what does he want? Let the other competitors get their two hundred thousand or whatever cars mm -hmm. with tax credit, and then in that time you'll develop something else. See this. This is always at the bottom of all of these. Mm -hmm. I call them bottom. They all want something for nothing. Now he's complaining about his competitors, but he was ahead. Uh, would he have ever been ahead without getting any of these tax credits? Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the dishonesty. So first of all, to his credit, this is one of the uh, uncommon interviews where he's in fact saying that. Oh, by the way. Tesla used to get this tax credit, right? It was phased out simply because we got so big. Oftentimes when he's tweeting or he's talking about this like off the cuff elsewhere, he doesn't even mention that fact. But yeah, you know, j just 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 to say that this is unfair because my competitors get it and I don't, there's no there's no way to actually, you know, sort of track that thought experiment and, and you know, sort of like and, and gauge that counterfactually, you know? Let me give you a perfect example. You know that uh, about seven years ago, I got fired from a job I've worked at for almost a decade. I was mm -hmm. working at that job when you first contacted me. They got a seven-year tax more uh, 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 
property tax moratorium from the town that I live in, uh, and they didn't have to pay a single dime. Mm-hmm. I paid more on property taxes than they did. Now, other companies, if you're a mom and pop business and you know you're a grocery store that has a new innovative thing, well, you only have four employees, not not four hundred like my store did, or forty or fifty thousand. I've got some new innovative ideas. Uh, t- town of Dan's, can I get some uh, tax? No, you only. It's only four people. You have to. So this is how how things are always stacked against innovation is because the people that get on top they always want to get get the things uh that they might the very few that do get help like like tesla uh, obviously did once once that expires they still want it more they want to keep being on the gravy train and they don't want their competitors to have what they have to see maybe their competitor can be better and so this is why i say you shouldn't do that at all unless Unless it's something in national security interest, unless we're talking about, you know, you're on the border with China and China's, you know, threatening to invade or something or Russia to Ukraine. Those are the only time because that's why we have big beef. We have big corn. We have big oil. We have big steel because we subsidize all of this. I, I don't have it for this show, but there was a guy who, who on, on Quora wrote one of the more really good piece about one of the problems with California and its water rights is the subsidies there. The subsidies were, were the things that made Californians be so wasteful with water when all that water was around. And now now that uh, the Colorado River is drying up, they're so the, the, the big companies are so used to the subsidies that now that the water is drying up, they don't know what to do. So that this is a, this is a, a, a bad thing. But you, you heard from Musk's own mouth. He wants to have an endless gravy train as if he's owed it, not his company. He himself, there was a lot of personal hubris and a lot of personal you know, anger there, if you yeah. read between the lines. Yeah, and uh, a lot of these companies, right, when they get big enough after they sort of extract what they can out of these taxes, incentives, or whatever, um, you know, they're the ones that immediately start lobbying against this, right? Because they want to just, you know, they, they want to be the new entrenched interest. They want to maintain uh, their, uh, their, their stature, right, in, in these companies. And you you wouldn't know it like listening to Elon Musk there, right? He's talking about his competitors, but actually, uh, uh, many of his competitors now, at least two or three companies this year, right? So this that interview was like recorded back in like May or June or whatever. We already had like either GM or Toyota or like one of those two. Uh, also had the tax credit phased out because they also have sold more than two hundred thousand vehicles, right? Uh, this year, you're probably gonna get you know a handful more. So progressively, all these other companies, right? They're becoming slowly in terms of the EV market, right? Uh, they're gonna but start now, sa- saturating smart, it. He, here's why he's not smart. This is a perfect example. He's arguing against these tax credits because my competitors are getting them, not me. If he was smart, if he was really smart, he'd say, I want these tax credits for all EV companies because EVs are more uh, globally, uh, you know, more green for the, the environment. You know, now you can argue about, about whether uh, where the electricity comes from and if that's coming from green sources. But if he was smart, that's what his argument would have been. Not because, oh, they got the advantage now that I once had, not personalizing it like that. But but putting it in a context for the society's benefit. So he's not even smart enough to do that. 
but he's also he's also probably fearful of uh, everyone else in the EV market at this point, right? Because I mean, uh, he he probably going forward, he's just going to be losing market share. Uh, that's not to say that automatically those other companies will necessarily inflate in the same way that Tesla has inflated, right? A lot of his money comes from not from the fact that he's even producing anything. It just comes from the personality, the fact that he has a Twitter following, the fact that he could, you know, he could wipe out, you know, billions of, of value back and forth, back and forth, just like with a tweet, right? So a lot of it is sort of due to that. But uh, I think he is also fearful, genuinely, of these upstarts, right? There's going to be someone that makes a better uh, EV than Tesla's, right? If you look at some of the, um, like, let, let, let's just uh, take a look at what, uh, like, uh, so so we have uh, this the subreddit, right? So like the top, uh, the the top for the past uh, month, right? Let's run. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Did you see that? Let's run those Amish off the road. <laughs> Wait, wait, do you see what's happening with the, what's with this? Is this like the autonomous thing? Like, look what's happening. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like transforming into a truck. It's like a, it's a buggy, yeah. but it looks like it's about to crash as a huge truck. Yeah. Like there's a person walking down. Like, what is that? Is this, is this the AI? Is this the AI that was like promised yeah. 10 years ago? Um, very scary stuff. Imagine you're like depending on this in any kind of way. So like, let's look at this other stuff. You know, to, to me, the thing with AI, the scariest thing isn't that AI is going to get smart enough to take over the world, is that they're going to be stupid enough and they might accidentally launch nuclear missiles by accident. Because if you have artificial intelligence, oh, you're going to have artificial I, idiots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like in the, in the medium term, this is what people ought to be concerned about. But, you know, they're busy making money. Let's look at this post. Uh, so I took this group's very helpful advice and upgraded my MYLR to an MYP after 13 months of waiting. I'm guessing it's the type of Tesla and got a VIN assigned an appointment to pick up the car tomorrow. Sold my car today, paid balance in full, signed all my paperwork. Everything was all set for my car appointment tomorrow morning. I just got a text that my appointment was canceled and would be rescheduled. Okay. Then Tesla calls and says, hey, sorry, looks like your car went to Puerto Rico by mistake and is never coming back. Um... And like when you look at, it, I, I pulled up uh, the uh, what is it? We have a bunch of these, um, like the, the Better uh, Business Bureau, right? Like, I mean, look at this, right? So we have here two hundred eighty-four customer reviews, one point eighteen out of five stars, right? Tons of negatives, right? Uh, this other one here has a total of eight thousand complaints in the past three years. And only 3,000 of them have been uh, uh, closed and it gets a, a C minus grade. So, I mean, look, lots of people that own Teslas, right? Uh, I'm sure that many of them are happy, but uh, this, uh, like what I, when I look at uh, the results here in terms of these sorts of reviews, Tesla is getting many more uh, than average, like negative sort of, uh, you know, interpretations uh, from customers compared to like, Anything else in the industry now, you know, you could say that it's per perhaps because uh, Musk has sort of turned himself into a, a target by being the way that he is, right? Um, but uh, but a lot of these, honestly, they do seem to be like totally legitimate reviews. Like these are often extremely detailed, right? And so sometimes uh, Tesla responds, but oftentimes it seems like they get a huge backlog and they stop responding. Like I remember back when we were planning this uh, about a month, month and a half ago, I still saw Tesla responses, um, but 
um, uh, for a lot of these more recent ones, like it's, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you know, nothing is happening and you have like, uh, stuff like these, uh, uh, like lemon laundering allegations, right. Against the cars where, um, because of those like, uh, non-disclosure agreements that they solve part of the reason is not only to avoid regulations. It's also, uh, that they could perhaps like, uh, uh launder lemons, right. They could sort of sell, uh, a completely, uh, unusable cars as uh, something that is usable. We have like a very, uh, like long set of articles here. If you, if you just look up Tesla lemon laundering, you get a ton of information that, you know, when, when you see the totality, it seems like it's not coincidental at all, right? Um, say, say what you will about old Henry Ford being a racist and an anti-Semite, but the Model T was state-of-the-art and people didn't complain about it for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's you would think, like, the flagship product, right, would... Uh, like, like I saw like videos of like people that just bought like a, one of these cars, like over a hundred thousand. And, uh, so you, you, you'd sort of go on and they'd put a video of like playing with like, um, you know, like the, uh, uh, playing with some of the, well, there's no buttons, right? There's, it's all, it's all kind of like electronic, but like playing with whatever you can manually sort of, uh, touch things like seem to break apart easily. They, they sound very cheap. And I mean, it, it, it's kind of odd, right? Like why why would someone who has this flagship product uh, do this to their customers, right? And, you know, it's, it, I think the answer is kind of obvious, but it's not obvious to the fanboys. Well, I mean, you have a section in your notes here about Musk's positives. What are his positives? I've, I've never seen any. Well, well, I mean, well the, the, the only aside, positive. Aside right? from getting supermodels because he's a multi-billionaire, I don't see any positives in his life, much less the world. Well, the only positive that I could think of is what I alluded to earlier, which is uh, maybe he did jumpstart, you know, the sort of like EV revolution by about like four or five years. Right. But, you know, over the course of 10 to 20 years, it's not going to matter. Right. These things were going to go mainstream one way or, or the other. And the constraints would always be where the constraints are, which is material constraints. How fast can you get the stuff out of the earth, right? How damaging is this extraction to the environment? How damaging are these factories, right? Um, that 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 was always a constraint from day one. But maybe he did jump started by a few years. But look, that cat is out of the bag a long time ago. We know that EVs exist. We know that it could be subject to these sorts of you know hyperinflated you know kind of um, you know stock valuations. So since we know those things are true, it's kind of like he could sort of you know disappear. And it wouldn't matter because Toyota, again, Toyota, GM, all these companies are also now phasing out those credits, right? Those tax credits because they're selling cars and that's going to be the future, right? So, and personally, I'm not even that sold in this idea of, you know, EVs, like, I don't, I'm not sure what your opinion is, Dan, maybe you could chime in, but to me, EVs feel a little bit like greenwashing, right? Where um, you, 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 you start to assume, oh, look, you know, we could sort of do whatever the fuck we want now because, you know, we have EVs, right? Nothing's a problem anymore. We could pollute all we want. We could do these emissions because we're going to control emissions by, by, you know, and what you should be doing is you need to have like public investment in infrastructure where the world is less car heavy, less car dependent, right? And that's not happening. If anything, that's kicking that can down the road. So it would be interesting in a couple of decades when all of this gets written about kind of in hindsight, uh, to what extent EVs were, you know, the real deal, how much of it was greenwashing, you know? Well, a similar thing is happening with uh, uh, the stuff on, uh, you put on your roof, the uh, sun, uh, the solar, solar panels, panels, yeah. 
uh, because you know a lot of the early ones, especially now the gen the second or third generation of solar panels. I forget what the the chemical is in the original first ones that came out about 15 years ago, but they they have environmental issues um, uh, once they run the course of their life. So do, you can't just dump them in a dumpster. I mean, hell, I had to get rid of two old TVs. Jessica wanted to get two smart TVs. I had to pay, pay uh, what was it? I paid like $85 or something to have the two TVs hauled away here in Texas. Mm -hmm. In some ways, Texas does some good things like um, in, in that sense. But uh, I have a neighbor two or three homes down the street from me who has all solar panels up there. But the thing is, it's one of those kinds of things you have to totally incentivize, just like after World War II. Uh, you wanted, you want, if you want uh, uh, GIs to go into the military, you need the GI Bill. If you want people to buy automobiles, uh, you have to, you know, in some ways, give them incentives, tax breaks, or whatnot. Don't give the tax breaks to the company. Give the tax breaks to me or you or uh, everyone else to buy these cars. Now, uh, Generally speaking, electrical vehicles are probably better for the environment than what we have right now or whatnot. But the, it, it, it's lost in the sea of, of gas-powered vehicles or petrol-powered vehicles if you're not in the U.S. Uh, and so it's, it's making a minimal damage. You have to go full whole hog into it. I complained about Joe Biden and, and when we're talking about abortion before. This is, you know, this recent bill that they signed into the passage with you know, the global warming. I mean, you're taking not even baby steps. I mean, you know, it's like trying to swim the English Channel. You just dip your toes into the water. I mean, you have to get on this. You have to have there. You need an FDR type approach to this uh, in, in terms of, look, this is global warming. This is seriously, you know, like I said. If, if you want to give Musk back those 200, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I'm not going to do it just because he's a whiny bitch. Mm -hmm. But there has to be something for society to get out of it, you know, if we're going to invest in electric vehicles. And it has to be for something other than his ego and his war chest. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was uh, doing that Iglesias video, I, you know, I kept saying how there's there's a huge difference between having some tax incentives uh well first of all, there's two layers right first there's tax incentives for people versus for companies right i mean we we don't know to what extent that these tax incentives for companies are actually going to generate uh the kind of you know like renewables or whatever uh, they're going to do versus how much of it is just going to be more kind of um you know uh, essentially it's some convoluted way leading to stock buybacks or whatever uh, it, might, it may be but the second part is um, there's a difference between like investing through tax incentives versus actual true public investment, right? And uh, one, uh, again, one of the truly toxic things about people like Musk is how much he is, you know, he, he's so compliant, right? When it comes to tax incentives, he didn't bitch a single time theoretically, right? About like the theoretical tax credits back in like, you know, 2011 or whatever, 2010, right? When he was actually making use of these uh, tax incentives, I didn't hear a single peep from him about all this shit, you know, all through 2019. Um, but just beyond that, like there's a difference between those kinds of incentives versus actual public investment, right? And when you look at something like uh, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, you look at the, 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 the spending and you think like, wow, like this seems kind of substantial, 
right? Uh, ignoring the fact that it's already like moving Biden's own goalposts from 2020 in terms of what he wants to do for, from the environment. Uh, but that spending, if it's all kind of like tax credits for companies, you know, uh, th that's not going to do the things that you want it to do long term, right? And and uh, recently we've been, simply because like uh, no one has the appetite to raise taxes, period. What's been happening is instead any kind of spending is done specifically, you know, through this means, right? It's it's tax credits. It's not uh, uh it, it's not actual like long term year by year public spending that cannot go away, that cannot be negotiated down, that cannot be fucked with in any way, right? And that's really where the future is. But and if you have government investment, going back to FDR, Alphabet Soups, my dad was in the CC camps. This was was taking poor uh, people, poor young men from the inner cities of New York, Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, DC, Baltimore, all, all along the East Coast, sending them out. They were building roads, building national parks. You can go to national parks and see mountain trails that were built 80 years ago, uh, 85 years ago by people like my dad. If you wanna do this public investment and the, the, you do it, and then you can also put clamps you can uh, on things and say, okay, uh, uh, Musk, you know, you want to you want to get uh, subsidies and, and why? Well, you're going to have to treat your workers a certain way. You're going to have mm -hmm. to not stand in the way if they want to have a, a union vote or whatnot. And not only Musk, but everyone else. But that's that's the thing. This is the thing that individual companies, capitalism without these boundaries, cannot work in in, in the macro. Uh, if, if I could just imagine, imagine if, if Musk and a hundred years from now, the Elon Musk of a hundred years from now, and he's actually out there in the asteroids and whatnot. Imagine some asshole company. Well, we're going to blow up this asteroid. It's only five miles across, and we're going to take the mm -hmm. diamonds and the rubies inside of it. Oh, oh, wait a second. A year later, we blew up this asteroid, and now a five-mile, a two-mile chunk of that asteroid is headed towards Earth. Whoops. Mm -hmm. There was no federal, there was no governmental earth oversight there. And now we have a, a, a dinosaur event, an asteroid, KT impact, the thing. Just because, I mean, this is why you need government. And I've said it many times before, I'll say it once more, is that despite what you can say about government, the government is the only thing that, that protects people from their other. Government is serves only one purpose, to provide for people what they can't for themselves, whether it's constabulary, uh, military, whether it's, it's doc, doctors and, and, and setting laws about this, that, or, or, that's what government does. And people like Musk want to get rid of that because they want to be de facto emperors. They want to be feudal lords. And I'm, I'm not willing to, to let the, that feudal lord uh, blow up asteroids, nuke Mars, or, you know, just piss and moan because he has to play by the same rules everyone else has to. Yeah. I mean, going back to this whole idea of like personal responsibility, right? Um, I can imagine even in that situation, right? You have, a, if you have like a two mile chunk coming to earth, right? They're not going, like no, no one is going to sort of like step up to the plate and say like, okay, we have to do this and this, right? It would only be like under force of a gun, right? You would have to force companies to sort of, you know, give their resources, right? To sort of a, a avert, avert disaster. Um, and personal responsibility, you, you meant, you talked about, you know, all of his kids. Now, if if Elon Musk was a 50-year-old black man who worked part-time and, and, and sat on his stoop during the summer drinking gin at night, and he had a dozen kids, that would be bad. 
And it wouldn't be bad simply because he couldn't afford to do it, but it would be bad because, you know, those people, those people yeah. this, those people that. But Elon Musk, he can afford it, but he can do it. But in the long run, the carbon footprint of that that uh, semi-employed black fellow who's poor and his kids is going to be the same. Well, it's actually going to be a lot lower. Less yeah, Elon lower. Musk. Far, far. So uh, we, we should have more semi-employed black people reproducing than feckless idle rich white motherfuckers we aren't even part of this country by the way i'll take that i'll take a, a black american rather than the south american uh creep anyway yeah. it's kind of funny like when, when you when you see how conservative south like african this, i'm sorry not south uh, american when you see how conservatives talk about uh you know like who's an american and who's not right american problems like they they, they would like uh, unconsciously right consider elon musk to be more american than either black americans like one thing that's very common is like when he's like oh look you know the uh you know the murder rate in america is so bad like isn't that so terrible what can we do about this and they say well you know the murder rate actually isn't so bad if you remove all black people from this equation and it's like yeah i said in america the american murder rate Black people are Americans in America, right? There's always this kind of like implicit idea that, you know, it's kind of this exotic problem. And that's because they sort of understand you bring that problem in via slavery, right? And you don't want to deal with it, right? You don't want to uh, deal with it fairly and with dignity. Um, so it, always in the back of their minds, it's kind of like they're, they're trying to they're trying to suppress the guilt, right? And, the, um, and these people are the first ones to lecture about black on black crime. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, who who was the guy? Bernie Madoff. How many people did Bernie Madoff affect? I I would say this: if you took the most violent, bloody, crip killer of all time, or you know, my my guess is Bernie Madoff did a lot more damage than of any, course. Uh, any individual crip. Yeah. Or or like you know, if if you want to talk about even like more recently, the the you know the black on black murder rate. Okay, well, in 2020, 2021, how many people were killed due to Trump's inaction of coronavirus? We had what, maybe 10, you know, thousand black Americans that were killed by, you know, through violence. And we had, you know, how many of them were killed literally due to this virus that was uh, in many substantial respects preventable, right, in terms of the, the body count, right? Um, and it's it's all these things, right, that pile up that they're very, like, not sexy, right? People don't, people don't view pollution, right? whether it's like pollution in water pollution in the air these things like look you know like in in fucking jamaica right? like walking around and you go to like the most oppressive part of jamaica where the sun is just beating at you right we have this jamaica kind of like queens not the island yeah J jamaica queens uh and uh well you know s some parts of jamaica <laughs> queens are have a murder rate similar to parts of jamaica the island uh, and if you go to some of those places, like we have like a de facto, we, you know, we have that kind of metaphorical born on the wrong side of the tracks. We have literal tracks here for the uh, LIRR, right? And once you go past those tracks right now, you're in this kind of industrial no man's land. And if you live there, the pollution from those factories to the extent that they're even around there from the trucks are idling, you know, they're not going to kill you right away, but maybe you're going to get a heart attack. 10 years earlier than you would have. Maybe you're going to get a stroke 20 years earlier. All these things really add up to the tens of thousands, to the hundreds of thousands, to the millions, right? But the human mind, right? Human beings are so terrible at thinking probabilities. They go to like the sexiest things, like like literal like murder, right? This is the only thing that they can understand. So this is why they construct an entire politics around this thing.
Um, let's. Uh, do, do you want to? Since we mentioned COVID, do you want to pivot to some of the uh, dumb shit that uh, he was uh, saying about COVID? Right. Oh yeah. Um, then we can get in. I do want to talk into the replacement and simulation theories too. Yeah. Um. So. 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 So he. He was uh, the, the tweet I was talking about earlier. Uh, uh, Elon Musk. This is uh, March nineteenth, twenty twenty. Based on current trends probably close to zero new cases in the US too by end of April. Now, I don't even have to look at what data point he's talking about. I don't have to look at the study. I don't have to look at like the country or whatever that he's extrapolating from. Maybe it's like someplace in China or whatever, right? And oh, by the way, if he was in fact using China as an example, China that went full hog, total lockdowns, or like completely try to like, you know, stamp this out uh, as quickly as possible, that would be totally insane, right? Given that he was like so against lockdowns. But anyway, um, you know, like j- just like just like watching this, like, okay, so like I, I knew people I remember they were also like kind of conservative and they were telling me things like, Oh, you know, um, you know, here's this like Nobel laureate who's saying that uh, it seems like COVID now is more or less over. This is when we were around like 70,000 uh, deaths. Right. So it was even after this. And immediately it was always like, look, I'm not a fucking lo- Nobel laureate. Right. I don't have all this like crazy amount of data on my t- fingertips, but I have some common sense. It doesn't seem to me like any of this is slowing down. It seems like vaccines are like already still like a year away. Uh, th- th- there's no indication that Trump is going to take this seriously in terms of lockdowns or whatever else. So why would I make this kind of insane extrapolation that Elon Musk is making? Right. It's like, you know, here's a guy that could have. Yeah, you you could have any data that you want, right? He probably has so many data scientists. And if he really wants to get to the nitty gritty of this, he could ask them and he could say, bring this to me. And, you know, he's too lazy to do that. He's here to like blather on social media. He's not here to talk about any sort of reality, right? He's just here to fuck around. So like you had things like this as well, right? Um, Free America now. This is just a month later, right? Think about it. We go from zero new cases zero new cases from a month's time to now we need to have actual lockdowns because clearly this is getting out of control and his pivot is not oh fuck i fucked up i was so wrong there his pivot is this is insane we can't do lockdowns free america now right um well people people like him or trump you know early early in, in this show uh, i i had what was it the last show I I admitted how I miscalculated from something from 20 years ago uh, and didn't account for, for the stupidity of uh, of the common man but then again we didn't have the internet having 20 years of evidence so I was a little handicapped but he can't even mm-hmm. admit you know um, um, within a month that he was wrong about something you know oh yeah. I mean why I mean what is it so I mean why are people the only reason someone like him would be that invested in perpetuating a lie is because he's making money in some manner. What manner? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe his stock surged after such. such well, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, he, he. Uh, well, uh, first of all, there was that big, uh, like, uh, back when this was happening, right? We had that huge COVID dump, right? The S and P went from like almost three thousand to like something like just above two thousand. So. You know his his stock price uh, tanked, right? His factories. He he knew where this was going, right? Maybe the factories would have to be closed down temporarily, right? So I mean, like obviously, like a lot of people were negatively affected, and they they didn't see that the money that was being pumped at the time would you know would lead to like higher stock stock prices. But like you know, at the time, it's that kind of reactive behavior. But I mean, like like look at this, right? So this was uh, just a couple months after that, 
right? So he's talking about um, uh, COVID, right, and pre-existing conditions. People are extremely unlikely to die of COVID, SARS-CoV-2 alone. If you have multiple pre-existing health conditions and a weak immune system, then you have significant mortality risk for many diseases, not just COVID, that would otherwise have minor effect. So I mean, a couple of things. First of all, this is that whole kind of um, uh, Joe Rogan thing, right? Where Joe, Rogan, Joe, Joe Rogan's like, look, I'm not anti-vax, but uh, I I, th I think if you have like problems with immunity, if you're overweight, please go get vaccinated, right? But if that's in fact what what uh, Joe Rogan believes, I mean, look, America is seventy percent at this point either overweight or obese. So literally just the obesity obesity rate is higher than the total vax rate of America. So just by that pre-existing condition alone, right, how fat people are, we need more people vaxxed and are getting vaxxed. You have the secondary stuff. So outside of that 70%, who is not fat, right, but has maybe asthma or has a, a heart problem that they do know about or maybe don't know about? right? So lung problems that they do know about or don't know about, immune problems that they do know about or don't know about. And very, very quickly, we're going from 70% to 80% should be vaccinated at the very least to 90%, maybe 95%. Obviously, the, the rate should be 100%. But just if we're going by the logic of Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, right, in terms of pre-existing conditions, those numbers go up really, really fast. So that's the first part. The second part is, right, he's talking about death, right? But he's conflating death here with that would otherwise have minor effect. Now, I was uh, I was a bit, uh, I was a little more COVID skeptical than I am now in terms of like, uh, I think now like we have enough evidence to say that uh, COVID will have lasting effects on human beings, even if you're vaccinated, even if you're healthy. You might have, you know, no sense of smell for months or up to a year. My neighbor, right, got COVID, wasn't that sick, was vaccinated, but, you know, couldn't taste for literally a year. Put too much spice in everybody's food. Everybody's like fucking dying from the spices, right? That's going on. You have people that have permanent immune damage that, um, you know, like even if they're vaccinated and they were healthy otherwise, right? There's all these random effects that people don't have a handle on. I saw a study that said if you catch COVID and even if it's a mild infection or even if you don't really feel it that much at all and you're vaccinated, your brain could still shrink by like 2%, which is roughly 10 years worth of aging. I think we're going to get from the like 2020, 21 pre-vax or even like during vax co uh, cohort of people that got infected, we're probably going to get a few decades from now, all this information coming out like, look, these people that were supposed to get dementia, you know, way later, now they're getting it in their 60s, right? Now they're getting it, you know, maybe in their 50s or like something else, right? So, you know, all, all this kind of like total, like total, all this knowledge at his fingertips. And yet just to be just perpetually wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong, like this, well, it, it really, But, but yeah. you know, the, th the thing is, I, you know, again, I, I can have opinions about this or that. But I'm not a doctor. I'm not. There's no Elon Musk, comma M dot D dot, or even D dot O dot. Uh, so he has he. All he's doing is is, is fishing around for shit like that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's the height of irresponsibility. Because if I did that when I was on Twitter, you know, I've had a few hundred followers. I guess Elon Musk has probably ten million or more. You know, a hundred, a I mean, hundred million. Okay, yeah. So. It, it, the 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 level of irresponsibility and this this is I, it's just shocking that these people 
this is what I would consider ethics here. I mean, yeah. if you have that kind, you don't say that. I, I don't. I'm not going to opine on things that I have no knowledge on. And it's just, it's just absolutely irresponsible. And if you look at him, my guess is I, I went to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor to get my results from a blood test and uh, uh, a stool test. Uh, but otherwise, I was in in in, in good health. I I, I had uh, a lot of that, and my BMI was something like uh, just in, in in the green zone, which was good for my height. Um, I, I'll tell you, Elon Musk. I see him. He I, he he'd be considered overweight or obese from what I see. Yeah. <laughs> so he he's giving advice and not even recognizing that he doesn't have he he's not even obese from current yeah. photos. And, and, I mean, look at this, right? So this was March of 2021, right? This is just when the vaccine started getting rolled out, right? And this is what he says. So we're not even talking about the boosters yet. He's literally just talking about the vaccines. For sure, wise for elderly or immunocompromised to take the vaccine. Some debate about the second jab, though. Quite a few negative reactions to that. Again, we're not talking about, you know, the booster. We're literally talking about the second vaccine dose, that is required, right? That's literally like for the vaccine to be effective, you simply need that second dose, right? You can't just say, I'm going to take the first and not take the second, right? Because that's just a very limited utility, right? And this is just totally pulled out of his ass, right? There is no some debate about the second jab. It literally didn't happen. This is just this is just total nonsense, right? So he's like flirting with this like COVID skepticism, even when that's like, you know, already beating a dead horse. So we had the lockdowns. We're, you know, we're, we're getting the vaccines now. And still, like, he, he's trying to be this, like, you know, edgy contrarian with these, like, totally asinine takes. Like, this is this is so, like, unscientific. There was, n there was no debate about this. This is just pure stupidity. Uh, and uh, because he's rich, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see uh, what else uh, we got here uh, with Elon. I mean, if, if you got anything else to... Uh, uh, say it and like jump oh we, you do you want to do the um the simulation shit and the and the great replacement theory those are those are the two things where i mean yeah he's a south african don't give me this anti-apartheid thing the whole great white replacement uh, theory i mean that's classic apartheid that's uh, the classic 1980s apartheid type thinking i mean it comes from people who are white minorities that's a white minority kind of fear that that had to be bred into him in childhood, inculcated by his daddy. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. So I mean, let, let's jump on the USA birth rate thing, right? Give so, them sustainable um, levels for around fifty. Sustainable for what? Yeah. I mean, the, the the USA was was founded when it broke free. I think there was something like two and a half, three million, maybe not even that many people. What's mm -hmm. sustainable? Uh, is is Iceland not sustainable? Iceland has a quarter of a million people, and they avoid inbreeding. Mm -hmm. Hell, I watched a documentary about the Faroe Islands, which are between Scotland and, and Iceland. They have 50-some thousand people. That's sustainable. You're telling me 330 million people in the U.S. isn't sustainable? Now, what he's really saying is white people. Yeah. But that, so, that's, that's factually wrong, too. I, <laughs> the white race isn't going to disappear. You know, the blonde and redheaded people aren't going to disappear. I mean, it's just nonsense. So I, I mentioned this in the previous discussion. Um, there was some guy under the Christopher Langan video who uh, uh, he wrote a comment. And then after I responded, of course, he deleted it. But it was something along the lines of 
Uh, well, I, you know, I accept uh, Christopher Langan's like sort of perspective on, you know, the great white replacement, right? Uh, Elon Musk doesn't use that language himself because, um, you know, he, he's hot. He's at a high enough level where he he doesn't uh, he doesn't do this sort of like overt. Well, Langan's, a Langan's a bouncer. Musk is the CEO. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah, exactly. Uh, Langan is the bouncer. Right. So he could. So Langan doesn't have to do the, uh, the dog whistles. Right. He could just be explicit. So anyway, this guy was like, you know. Langan believes uh, the great re replacement, which is this idea that uh, the elites of various uh, uh, white countries, like um, you know places in Europe or America or whatever, they're letting in all these immigrants uh, for the sake of replacing the native white population. And there's different theories as to why this would be, uh, in fact, the case. Uh, but anyway, that's what they believe. And uh, what I pointed out as well. Um, you know, wh wh white people around the world, right, depending on which estimate estimates you look at, they're as low as something like 7% of the world population. And because they happen to be the wealthiest and the most educated in the world, they're having the, the fewest number of kids. So I told them, unless you're willing to sire personally 500 kids, don't fucking like talk about uh, uh, what's sustainable, what's not, because, you know are, you know, are you willing to actually like put your money or your sperm rather uh, where your mouth and is? That, and that gets back to abortion. You want to get rid of abortion? If that's what, if that's what they really want to do, educate women, empower women, make a level playing field uh, financially so that a woman isn't financially dependent upon a man. You know, yeah. but that's that's another thing to get back to the abortion thing. They want women totally dependent upon men. That, yeah. the, and this, this is the same thing with this great replacement theory. It's, it's just a, a, a bunch of nonsense, you know, uh, because, you know, and I'll, I'll guarantee you someone like Musk, just like any slave owner, you know, I'm sure he's had hot looking Persian women, hot looking uh, Argentines, hot looking Vietnamese or whatnot, you know, the the, the top supermodels from uh, here, there or everywhere. You know, he can get if he wanted to buff fucking. Uh, uh what's her name uh not not what not jennifer lopez the other one uh, the hispanic, hispanic mexican actress with big breasts i forget her name um <laughs> but 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 if he wanted to do it, i'm sure he could get a date with her what what is it what is this idea that you know pale skin is gonna i mean who really goes around i have never gone around thinking oh i've got pale skin Oh, that that means I'm better than uh, that uh, small little Asian guy with the weird eyes. You know, I mean, who who really thinks about that except people who are inculcated into this bigotry? And so I think that whole thing about daddy and him being against apartheid, you're seeing this slowly. This is like, like a, a bad stew and the stuff is slowly the, the negatives are slowly oozing out of, of him because now he, he he's gotten to the point where he doesn't really give a shit. It's it's obviously a racist thing to, to even believe in. Yeah, and, and also you just wonder, like, when 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 a, a statement like or rather word like sustainable is used, what exactly are you referring to so yeah. are you are, are you just talking about the minimum sustainable levels to replace you know white people with more white people are you talking about sustainability in the sense that well um you know over time the population is going to age out and you know that's going to cause problems or are you just talking about the fact that you're going to have fewer people to buy your fucking trinkets and you know like are, are we are we just talking about in a gross sense of yeah, just, he believes, you know, like he gross domestic product endless is, growth yeah exactly are this, we just talking about endless, we endless, endless growth 
Yeah. We want to go to space so that we can destroy the asteroid field. We can nuke Mars. Well, we can fuck up the moon, nuke Mars, destroy the asteroid field. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Musk and his his wildest delusions thinks that like uh, the the film 2010. Maybe maybe we could uh, 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 get endless energy if we just ignite Jupiter somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make it a star. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, and also just, just to like uh, briefly talk about the, the Twitter deal before we go to like, uh, his, his takes on like simulation theory or whatever. So, you know, uh, Musk, uh, when the market was, a was a bit better, um, uh, earlier in the year, right. He offered to take Twitter, uh, to buy Twitter for 44, 44 billion. Um, and you know, uh, and so this guy Stephen Salmler, I actually I contribute to his Patreon. He has uh, he has a Patreon that is all focused on like spending when it comes to like the military, when it comes to like security and all those kinds of grifts. He does a lot of good analyses and stuff like that. So I, I would recommend people check him out. But anyway, so the tweet that he's writing about the Twitter deal is the amount Elon Musk just paid for Twitter, forty four billion, is nearly equal to Biden's proposed climate budget, 44.9 billion, in case anyone's wondering how seriously we're taking the climate crisis, right? Well, so- of course, I- I- ignorant incels gossiping is certainly more more important than global warming. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. Like, it, just, just to put these numbers in perspective, right? So granted, this is like pre- uh, th- this is a, a pre, um, you know, IRA, but regardless, the fact that, you know, even as a president, right, the Democratic Party, we, we're the party of science, we care about the environment, we care about the future, blah, blah, blah. For for someone who who is the leader of this party, right, to have this like minuscule proposal on the one hand, and then on the other hand, to have Elon Musk, who is the world's like, he fancies himself, and this is what other people uh, say about him, you know, the world's like leading environmentalist, right? For him to put his money into Twitter, which is just a means of kind of inflating the ego as opposed to doing anything worthwhile, as opposed to bring that money somehow back into the climate, whether it's EVs or something else, maybe, you know, EVs uh, to him just become a a single part of that, you know, entire sort of fraction, right, Uh, of everything that you want to do for the climate. Maybe he could use that money, uh, you know, for some other means like this. And that this, this didn't even cross his mind, right? People would say like, well, you know, Elon Musk, he already has an EV company. So what is the point? Like it would, it, it, it simply, it wouldn't add to the bombast, right? That, that, that is, uh, he, he's become so dependent on for his money. Right. So. Well, as far know. as, as far as the Democrats four words, Nancy Green, Dream Pelosi, he is such a, she is such a bullshitter. And, and that was one of the few times she actually told the truth here. So I see you got the simulation thing up here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna let's let's watch it and do some comments. Why it's only ten minutes? Yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah. There's a um, sort of a philosophic concept that a sufficiently advanced civilization will be able to create uh, so, a simulation. simulation. Yeah, maybe you've answered this before. A simulation. I've had so many simulation discussions. It's crazy. Okay. Um, so because because in fact it, it got to the point where basically every conversation was was the AI AI slash simulation conversation. Um, and my- he, he's like a little fucking kid. What do you mean every conversation has been AI or simulation? <laughs> do you really have nothing else in your life? It's just so insane. Brother and I finally agreed that um, we would ban such conversations if we were ever in a hot tub. Okay. That was like, because <laughs> you know, that really well, kills the magic. Hot tub, um, so. 
so so the idea is right. Any sufficiently advanced civilization would create could create a simulation that's like our existence, and so the theory follows that may, maybe we're in the simulation. Have you thought about this? And a lot. Are we? <laughs> are we even I, in hot tubs? No. So are much so it has to be banned from a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not the sexiest conversation. Are we in? Are we in? Um, the, 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 I mean, I think here's, in my mind, like the, the, the strongest argument for, the, for us being in a simulation, probably being in a simulation, I think is the following. Um, that that 40, called 40, 40 years ago, we had Pong, like two rectangles and a dot. That right. was what games were. Um, now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it's getting better every year. And soon we'll have you know, virtual reality, we'll have augmented reality. Um, if you assume any rate of improvement at all, um, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality. Just in, indistinguishable. Uh, let's um, stop it right here now. Because mm -hmm. number one, look at what he's doing. He, 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 first of all, he's making the, for an investor to say that he's making, you know, uh, Past returns are no guarantee to future returns. So even if we were to accept that that any advanced society would have the same aims as human beings, even though they grew up, uh, they, they arose on different planets, evolved differently, maybe made of different materials, whether that material is silicon versus carbon-based, whether that's dark matter-based. And the, the whole thing is, is just ridiculous. Uh, there's just no way for so he doesn't even he, he's making this if we assume he's assuming everything here this is anthropocentrism at, at its absolute worst and it's being done by an ignorant guy who doesn't even realize it's anthropocentrism yeah he, he's talking about how much he's thought about it but he he's never that's the crazy part and it, this kind of gets into kind of like the core of his deficiencies like as a thinker right he says how much he's thought about it this is something that he plays with in his mind over and over again but he's never stopped to actually consider some of those like baseline assumptions, right? For you to like go off in this kind of theory, you need to make a ton of assumptions that very well simply may not be true, right? And he does absolutely no work in this conversation or elsewhere for that matter. I've never seen him uh, sort of do any kind of work to establish these assumptions as as any way fair assumptions, valid assumptions, right? It's just like zero, zero interest, right? It's kind of like what he believes, what he would do in this or that situation necessarily other civilizations would, other species would, right? Other life forms would, right? It's it's just, you know. That's um, like me saying, I, I dreamt of having sex with Halle Berry and Sofia Vergara in a three-way. Doesn't mean that that every man out there would have the same dream. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, like, look, look you, even if you sort of make the argument that, well, you know, maybe the blueprint of that dream might be somewhat similar or maybe uh, uh, something else, but there, you, you need to establish some kind of blueprint for actually existing right i mean why would that blueprint exist right i could sort of explain why a man would fantasize about a uh, threesome threesome with two hot women but i can't necessarily you know give an argument for why a truly advanced civilization that is advanced enough to create simulations that this is necessarily going to be the route that they go on i mean even if you read something like uh, herman hesse's uh, glass bead game Right. There's this kind of like theory for what a future art would look like. 
right? But you see some of the working assumptions as to w w why that would be the case. Um, and it's it's not uh, you know it, it's not necessarily like a, a simulation uh, type of uh, environment, right? So th there's no reason to have this uh, assumption to start with. But he doesn't even try to examine that. And look at look uh, at the sycophantic people in the audience and on, on stage with him just laughing. Nothing he said yeah. was particularly funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, why why yeah. are they? Why is that? Why is that bald old fellow? bellowing as, as if he, you know about a, about a conversation about banning a conversation in the hot tub as if like they even want to fucking imagine these two fucking guys in the hot tub you know like it's just the rate of advancement drops by a thousand from what it is right now um then you just say okay well, well let's imagine it's a ten thousand years in the future uh, which is nothing in the evolutionary scale um so um so, so given that physical animal evolution or, or natural evolution, well, that's yeah. a totally different thing than than computers. So, right, even there, I mean, it, it just just he's conflating things that he doesn't even realize that he's conflating, and there's no conflation act that you can make from that because they're mm -hmm. not they're not similar. Uh, animals have to eat. Animals have to mo have locom locomotion. Animals need to exhale. Animals need to to respire. A computer system, a simulation, doesn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, th that's the thing. Some of these uh, AI researchers, like, like, so people like Elon Musk, who believe that there might be some sort of like, you know, super intelligence uh, that leads to an apocalyptic event of some sort, uh, even if it's like as as crazy as, all right, we we create like a a, a machine that. Uh, against uh, all odds uh, is set to create pa paper clips and then eventually turns human beings into paper clips, right? Uh, they they start assuming the same kind of uh, evolutionary, they have like the same kind of evolutionary assumptions that, you know, uh, human beings or like other sort of living like carbon-based creatures would share, right? Which is another thing, right? When I read some of these doomsday scenarios, uh, even those assumptions aren't necessarily obvious to me, right? That this would, that we would necessarily have to go in this direction or another direction. But anyway. Distinguishable from reality. And those games could be played on any set-top box or on a PC or whatever. And there would probably be, you know, billions of such, uh, you know, computers or set-top boxes. It would seem to follow that the odds that we're in base reality is one in billions. And, and look, that's the thing. It literally does not follow that at all. <laughs> you yeah. know, like he, he creates this entire edifice out of like thin air. And then he says it would seem to follow. And then to sort of let lend credence to his uh, conclusion, he decides to stick a totally arbitrary number on it. Right. Um, anyway, it's just, uh, I'm not sure if you want to keep going, but uh, well, I guess no, we, I mean, we don't have to, I mean, it's elephants or, or turtles all the way up and all the way down. Uh, the, the, the thing is, I doubt that someone like Elon Musk, even when he's talking seemingly off the cuff like that, he's so reliant on cliches, so reliant on, on bullshit, so reliant on things that he doesn't even know where, I bet you he doesn't even understand the one in a billion. He doesn't, he doesn't understand the turtles or elephants all the way up or down metaphor that I just used. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he's someone who, 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 who gleans. He's a skimmer. He's a gleaner. He's surface level. He's skimming the pellicle of intelligence, but he has, he can't go, he can't drive deep into the water because the pressure will just crush his little fucking tomato mind. Yeah. Um,
So uh, I mean, we, we could move. Uh, let let let's let's move to. Uh, well, you had one other thing. I, I you said there was something that he had a take on popular arts. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, we, we could uh, uh, maybe let let's finish off with some of that funny stuff on the arts or whatever, and let let's like move into something a little bit darker, which is his kind of like um, his 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 take on politics and stuff. So let me see where they begin. Um, okay, so here. Uh, Elon Musk, right? So he shared this in in uh, earlier this year uh, in in April, and this is the image, right? This is the this is his meme, and this is what a lot of people actually believe about uh, politics, right? Um, and here we have like some idiot that's like another uh, a check mark with a um, uh, with 1.5 million followers agreeing with this, but basically uh, the image says year 2008, uh, 2012, and 2021. So in year 2008. We have uh, something that says left, center, and right. On the left is my fellow liberal and me, right? Me is a little bit closer to the center, and the conservative is on the right. And basically, progressively going down to 2012 and 2021, the person, the fellow liberal, keeps going further and further and further left while he is staying uh, at the center or perhaps moving closer to the center. And by 2021, uh, this guy is... Um, uh, past the center, right closer to the right, and the person on the very far left now uh, is labeled as a woke progressive, and he's shouting at the person who's past the center, bigot, right? So he believes that this is in fact what has substantively happened to politics over the last, like honestly, this kind of ridiculous, right? That he sort of labels this as 2008. This kind of like explains everything, doesn't it? The sort of like, the sort of like fucking worship of Obama, the fact that uh, this belief that all these problems are of recent vintage and have not been in the making for like 50, 60 years now. And also the total like, you know, relegation of uh, true, you know, fundamental issues like, you know, economics or whatever, Right. Uh, as unimportant next to, you know, culture war bullshit next to what happens on Twitter. Right. Next to uh, what happens, like, you know, people that are just like terminally online. Right. As opposed to people that have to deal with like, everyday reality again and again and again. And it's 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 just totally inapt. This is not what has uh, transpired. There's no indication that um, the uh, Democrats have in any way moved to the left except on some choice culture war issues they've been, right they've been dragged kicking and screaming if this were a true thing what it would be would be a seesaw the center would be the fulcrum and then you'd have the right and left and what would, what's really happened is that it, instead of being balanced there people have actually moved to the left and so now the the right is up up top there and and the left is on the bottom and trump is crawling up to the top because he's got to be on top because like i said earlier on all these major social issues, from, from college debt forgiveness to, to free Medicare for all, to basic income, to abortion and this and that, uh, global warming, the people have gone to the what were left positions. So the center has gotten more left. And I have never, ever bought this idea that the USA is a center-right country. If you actually talk to people dead on and explain to them the issues, what happens here or there, most people will side on what would be considered liberal, the liberal side of, of or the left yeah. or the progressive side of the ledger. People, they don't, you know, that was the Flint, Michigan. People don't want their water being fucked up because some company wants to fucking dump shit in, in the rivers. 
People uh, want to be able to live a nice 20 or 30 years in retirement and be able to not be broke because they break a hip, let's say, when they're old. People want to not have to carry debt all their life and on and on and on. So this is the the whole thing is bullshit. If, If that's center in 2021, like I said, the right would be up, the left would be down. And you'd have most of the people there uh, on the left side with Trump, uh, with Trump, uh, with Musk crawling to the top. I mean, it's it's just so, such bullshit. In what way is the Democratic Party of 2022 uh, more liberal than? Let's go back to FDR. Mm-hmm. FDR yeah, exactly. Was more liberal. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and like especially with this kind of like graph. FDR going- was for 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 socialized uh, uh, medicine uh, ninety years ago. Yeah, and I mean like especially with this kind of graph, right? The fact that we have like individual years. I mean, we could actually play this out in truly like tangible terms without leaving everything to abstractions. You know, you notice that Musk. Uh, uh, later on, when I'm gonna show what he's actually saying about politics, the kinds of nonsense that he spouts. Like there's no tangibles here, but I mean we know what the tangibles are. Okay, what's going on in 2008? Obama's running uh, 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 for for president, right? He wins the presidency, and what was the platform? The platform was we're going to have Obamacare, and we're going to have uh, a hike in minimum wage. Uh, I don't remember what the number was. It, it wasn't 15, uh, I don't think, but there was supposed to be an increase in minimum wage at the federal level. And um, uh, we were also supposed to have like a public option, right? So 2008 comes and goes. We get Obamacare. We don't get a, a, a hike in minimum wage, right? We don't get the public option. Nothing much at all happens, you know, uh, through uh, 2016, which is obviously why Trump wins. In 2012, right, was that uh, or was that in 2014 that we had the, the Paris Accords? Uh, one of those years, right? So ostensibly, this is something that maybe Elon Musk would support, right? Of course, all Republicans were were against this at the time, and they're still against it now, uh, to the extent that, you know, those accords even matter. It seems like they, they, they didn't. But ostensibly, you would think the world's premier environmentalist would be into that, but he wasn't. Um, 2012 rolls around. Nothing really happens. That's the thing. Like we have like the left running left, but what exactly is happening, right? We have premiums going up. Any conversation about universal health care is sort of being, you know, kicked down the road. We had at that point already this, you know, this other dumb fuck intervention in Libya, which takes a country that was something like thirty or forty thousand dollar median uh, yearly income down to something like a four thousand dollar a year median income after the illegal intervention. Um, twenty twenty one rolls around. What do we get? Oh. We're going to run the same 2008 Democratic Party platform, which was a hike in the minimum wage and a public option. Guess what? No fucking hike in minimum wage, no public option. None of this other shit that was promised happens, right? What exactly are we talking about when we're talking about running left? Are we talking about bathroom bills? Are we talking about transgender people in fucking sports? Is that really like, okay, Elon Musk is supposed to be this environmentalist. Why doesn't he see what the actual stakes are? The true stakes for the world, not this this dumb shit that Democrats want to talk about, that Republicans want to talk about, right? They're both feeding each other into this, and you know uh, the actual stuff isn't being discussed. So like that's why you could have you know tweets like this. This is what he says, um, you know, back in May. In the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party. What a asinine view of politics! You think Democrats were the kindness party, but they have become the party of division and hate. So I can no longer support them and I will vote Republican. 
Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. So first of all, uh, this was tweeted just hours before uh, uh, that uh, uh, woman broke her NDA to say that she was being sexually harassed on a plane by Elon Musk, who like wanted some sort of like, I don't know, was like a sexual massage or like something, whatever it was. So uh, th 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 this was tweeted out beforehand. So weirdly enough, like he's sort of like moving towards the Republican Party. Uh, Partly because, like, look, what he says is kindness. What he's talking about is they're not kind to me anymore. When I remember Obama in office, I used to have that, you know, $7,500 EV credit. Now I don't have it anymore, right? They're now the party of division and hate. Um, so he's voting for a Republican. Again, the world's premier envi environmentalist is voting for people who say that climate change either is not happening or is not man-made, or if it is happening and it is man-made, it's something that no one can ever do anything about. Watch and see, watch and see, right? It's just like, there's no, there's no logic here. I voted for Meyer Flores. First time I ever voted Republican. She had some sort of like QAnon fucking like controversy, you know, like, like months ago, right? Th these people are so like totally radical right wing, right? Like, Th like think about this th think about this graph right and think about where these republicans in fact are they did not stay right they became more and more radical right they're banning abortion they're seeing a, a year of a total fucking climate meltdowns everything Lindsay, is burning Lindsay up they're graham, doing nothing lindsey graham is attacking cops after after mouthing off about the george floyd, floyd thing and yeah. oh, we can't defund the cops let, let's let's attack the FBI. Uh, he doesn't even want to answer a subpoena where he's been been told by a judge he has to appear. And I'll tell you, look on this this left center right thing. Probably about forty percent of the way in, still on the left side, would be Dwight Eisenhower in 1956 running for president, mm -hmm. and right next to him would be Dick Nixon in mm -hmm. throughout mm -hmm. his career. Yeah, they would be considered flaming liberals. Richard fucking Nixon who at the time was considered the worst president, the most paranoid president and whatnot. And now he looks like a, like a, a liberal savior compared to the, the Republicans today. This, that's such bullshit. I'm not saying I, I disagree with a lot of things with, with, with leftists uh, on many areas. But like I said, Richard Nixon and Dwight Eisenhower were supporting uh, uh, what would be considered a left-wing agenda in 2020 or 2024, 60 years ago. Yeah, you know, at, at a time when, um, you know, the stakes were low. What happened to the right? Republicans? What happened to Teddy Roosevelt Republicans? What happened to Nixon Republicans or Eisenhower Republicans? What happened to the Republicans from between, between those two extremes, between Roosevelt and Nixon? What happened to... Uh, Republican that actually had brains, actually cared about the environment. Teddy Roosevelt, the biggest environmentalist in U.S. history. Whatever happened to that kind of Republican? It, it, it's just so insane just how little... Just and I, I really do wonder like how much of this is just like purely like self-serving culture war shit, right? Um, and how much of this is just like total, like just like a lack of understanding. I, look at this tweet. The acid test for any two competing socioeconomic systems is which side needs to build a wall to keep people from escaping. That's the bad one. Well, I would add to this thought experiment. Uh, what about a socioeconomic system that is 
building walls to keep people from coming in because they have busily over the past few centuries drained everything from out the outside world that does not belong right to what's in internal to these borders. Now, those people that have been totally drained, they are now clamoring to get the fuck in because you took everything from them, right? Whether it's, you know, South America, guess what? California used to be part of Mexico. Texas used to be part of Mexico. New Mexico obviously used to be part of Mexico. You think it's a coincidence that they're dealing with all these fucking problems while we get for free an entirely new unit of GDP? I mean, imagine if like California and Texas were axed out of the United States. Imagine how horrible this would be for, you know, uh, American uh, GDP and stuff like that, right? It's, it's, it's these totally like just, just totally thoughtless comments right just completely coming out of his ass oh i get sick and tired of hearing about everyone wants to come to america yeah if they're in a dictatorship no one from yes. france wants to come to america no one from norway wants to come to america no one from canada wants to come to america people from hong kong uh our buddy chin john Zion, i don't think he wants to come to live in america you mm -hmm. know this idea that america is the shining city on the hill yeah if if you grew up in dirt, it, it might seem that way. But again, for every every foreigner, every uh, ex or not expatriate, every uh, person born in another country that comes to America that makes it, you don't hear about the you know nine ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine that failed. You know, mm -hmm. and a lot of those people too end up going back there. I once had a conversation with someone uh, from another country that was talking about how people. Uh, came there and then 20 30 years later later they wanted to go back to their original country because of the racism here in this country so that that's a load of that's just a load of shit yeah um let's see if there's any other uh no so we're done with the political stuff um uh was there anything else popular now art, popular art oh, yeah pop yeah so let's uh let's get to some of the uh uh fun stuff right so um, th this is what uh, he's saying about Elden Ring, which is a video game, Dan. He says, Elden Ring experienced in its entire entirety is the most beautiful art I have ever seen. So let me just play you a little bit of Elden Ring so you, you can see what he's talking about. Dan, are you excited? I'm totally in a simulated reality watching I feel like I'm there. I can feel the the wind. All right. This is this is like um, uh, the William Glass poem about the, the church. Born heir. Did you hear that, mighty dragon? Th thou art the true born heir. This is uh this is the dialogue. Lend me thy strength, O kindred. Deliver me unto greater heights. Right, the writing is just really fucking insane here. Well, I mean, I, th this is comic book level. I mean, what? Oh, some, some, some kind of spider-like creature or something? Sticks fingers? How many limbs? I'm the lord of all that is golden. Like the writing is just uh, like video game writing is so horrific, right? This well, is just video games fucking constantly and reproducing. 
I mean, he's got an endless trial. He's managed to extend his trial. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, I'm, I'm done with the, the toy called Earth. Let's go to Mars, right? Just literally just arrested development, right? All the way down, right? Mm, so. right, we're about to get the art, Dan. Dad, are you excited? Uh oh. I'm getting nostalgic for Kong. Well, you get it. Uh, so, so th okay. That that's his that's very art. very mature take on art, right? Um, here's something that he said about Netflix that I thought was funny. Uh, the woke. My, so this is in response to Netflix shares crater twenty percent after company reports it's lost subscribers for the first time in more than ten years, right? And he's saying the woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. Now. I don't know when you, Dan, canceled your Netflix uh, subscription, but honestly, like it's been years since I watch, and it's not because of wokeism. It's because these are just bullshit, bullshit shows, right? Yeah. They're not interesting. They're not well made, right? They're we, all... we canceled Netflix when we only watched the last year or two. We were about 15 or 16, I had documentaries. Now, go, people, go to the Criterion channel. Yeah, exactly. If you have criteria, why you know why would you need Netflix? I mean, there, like you will literally, you will never. Everything that's on Netflix, for example, we got two smart TVs, the mm -hmm. Roku channel, TCL channel. You can watch that stuff. I was telling Jessica she just did a review for you for uh, the original Terminator. I said you have to mention that that James Cameron plagiarized Harlan Ellison. So I said. We can because we have the outer limits on that. So I got to show her the two episodes that the original Terminator was based on. Mm -hmm. But he, the Terminator, the original Terminator, I mean, that's a good solid sci fi film, even if it's plagiarized, it's still way above this. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, it's like, you know, uh, uh, you will never ever get through everything in the Criterion channel to begin with, right? So why don't you just do something that's like, you know, it's harder to watch, right? It requires more out of you in terms of, you know, your own brain's uh, uh, inputs, right? For you to I'll actually bet get you, I'll bet you must Akira Kurosawa is some computer programmer he could hire. He's this yeah. hotshot from Korea. Oh, no, he's not Korean. Japan. Oh, he's yeah. the hotshot from Japan. No, yeah. he's a dead filmmaker, you fuck. Yeah. So, so it's like, and, and like, he, and he's so like, he's so obsessed with culture wars that he's even like, he, he's only able to view what's happening with Netflix through the lens of his own kind of ideological blinders. Like he's not even capable of like understanding things, you know, through art, right. As art. So anyway, that's, that's maybe the way that we could end uh, uh, that part of the conversation. I mean, I don't have too much else to say about, I mean, here, here we've got uh, uh, we've got all of these kinds of people. I mean, do, do, I mentioned Akira Kurosawa. Does anyone really think that in a hundred years anyone's going to remember Elon Musk? Mm -hmm. Who was the most? Who was the richest guy a hundred years ago? Does anyone uh, was was it uh, uh, Carnegie was dead by the time? I guess it was Rockefeller. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, big deal. What did they really 
contribute. And you, can only, and you can only say that because they're still part of the conversation because it's only 100 years ago. But go further back, right? Then totally, yeah. you don't know, 500, 1,000, 10,000. Now, uh, as I've, totally... often said, I've often said, uh, Shakespeare, Picasso, uh, Orson Welles, or pick any three. Name me, name me the richest guy in their state or county when they were born or province. You know, no one remembers because they didn't they didn't accomplish anything of any lasting yeah. value. And Elon Musk has not accomplished anything. And if he does accomplish anything, uh, it'll probably be negative. You know, hopefully he's not going to be able to nuke Mars. But uh, I don't think he's going to. And I don't think anyone would allow him to take nuke, nukes up there. And that's another thing. How the fuck are you going to get nukes, uh, you know, 36 million miles at the at the minimum? Yeah, I mean, without without displacing or having at least the danger of displacing one, right? Um, and ima imagine, imagine if you were on a, a a rocket ship trying to take nukes to do that, or whatever kind of space vehicle, and you got hit by uh, you know uh, a softball-sized little asteroid. Mm -hmm. Boom! You're stuck. You you might be stranded out there midway between the planets for the rest of your life with nuclear weapons. That if a solar flare hits you. Boom. And nobody would ever know, right? Because you'd be subject to an NDA. <laughs> right? Um, all right. So this was, uh, what was this, 30? Artifact number 30 on Elon Musk. The website is automachination.com. The Patreon is patreon.com slash automachination. There's already a bunch of stuff up there if you'd like to see. There's a three-hour video of me just talking about my novel, reading it out loud. Um, uh, if you're someone that's interested in writing, you might find it useful in some way. More stuff coming uh, uh, next week, and we're gonna keep we're gonna keep building, building, building. So thank you for watching, and we'll see you guys soon.